You're listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Well, hello, Ian Alistair Gray here. Welcome to the 12th bonus edition of the Confident Live Marketing Show as we run up to the fourth anniversary and the 200th episode of this podcast. We're going back into the archives, delving in to look at some of the best interviews, some of the best golden nuggets uh, from some of those to do with marketing, live video, confidence, mindset, all those kinds of things. So that's what we're going to be doing today. It's going to be really exciting. And yeah, we've got uh, lots of people, lots of people on today. We've got a couple of people. So um, yeah, first of all, though, I want to share with you uh, a really cool event that is happening this October that I'm involved with. It is Creator Camp from Ecamm, from Ecamm Live, my favorite uh, live video tool. And it's going to be amazing. There's going to be awesome people there. All the Ecamm team will be there. There's going to be some camp counselors. Uh, so I'm going to be a camp counselor there, uh, taking a, a little team around lots of different studio setups. All the people within the Ecamm community will be there. So it's going to be really good fun. And there is a little video my good friend Leslie Samuel is going to introduce and let you know a little bit more about it. Attention all campers, this is your camp director Leslie Samuel here and I'm here to tell you about the most epic event of the year, Creator Camp. Are you ready for Creator Camp? Because we are ready for you. We've been hanging with the counselors, prepping the s'mores and gearing up for an amazing camp. So, what can you expect at Creator Camp? Well, let me tell you. An epic kickoff party where you'll get to meet everyone from your workshop leaders to your camp counselors. And yes, the whole Ecamm crew will be there too. Hands-on workshops from top experts in subjects you care about. Meet your favorite Ecamm fam members. Amazing food and drinks all included with your ticket. Fun activities and excursions like a ghost walk in Salem, Massachusetts, wine tasting and brewery tours. And of course, a talent night to showcase your skills. This is the event you've been waiting for. The Ecamm fam is taking over Amesbury, Massachusetts, and we don't want you to miss your chance to be a part of it all in real life. IRL, yo. So gather your camping gear, like your laptop and camera maybe, and get ready for a wild adventure at Creator Camp. I can't wait to see you there. So that's ecam.tv forward slash creator camp. It's in Boston, Massachusetts this October. Can't wait for that. So definitely get your tickets for that. Well, in today's episode, uh, we're going back to my interview with David Lawrence the 17th, who is an actor. You, If you've seen uh, Heroes, he's the kind of scary puppet man in there. We're he, he's... Um, really embraced live video, but also helping people communicate effectively in front of the camera. Uh, and also we've got Katie Fox from Ecamm talking about how to interview guests effectively. So let's go back to, uh, let's go to David Lawrence. And uh, I asked him about speaking tips and, and how to improve in front of the camera. I think a lot of people have an image in their head that is born when they see finished, polished product on television, on the net, in theaters, and they think that's what's expected, mm. right? A finished product. And so I have no idea how to create a finished product, but I'll do my best. I'll try and figure it out. And when you're, when you take classes in it and you're trained in how to do it, you learn some things that 
you wouldn't have come to yourself if you just tried to suss it out with logic because it doesn't make sense. For example, there's a notion in radio called the driveway moment. And the driveway moment is when you're listening to a radio show of some sort and you get to where you're going, say you're driving home and you get to the driveway, but you don't want to get out of your car because you're fascinated by what's going on the radio. It's got your attention and you don't want to leave. And creating those driveway moments are all about being real. A good example is we as human beings tend to want to fill the vacuum of silence. And so we create vocalization bridges and yeah, so because we're afraid that the person that we're talking to is going to completely drop their focus on us and lose interest if we don't keep talking. And the truth of the matter is, if you're in the middle of a huge story and you're just about ready to lay bare the payoff of that story, and instead of filling the gap with all kinds of vocalization bridges and little fill words, you actually just stop and create that moment of silence, that is so different from what most people do. At the very least, human beings that are listening to you or watching you will be caught by that silence and check, is he okay? Did he just have a medical moment? What? Oh, okay, he's talking. They're not gonna stop listening. It's a moment of draw in rather than repel out. And <clears throat> so the best storytellers in the world use silence the way graphic designers use empty space to set up their stories, to give them a pace and pattern that gets broken, a pattern interruption at the end, just when you're going to deliver the punchline or the payoff, right? And most people don't think that's something they can do. I certainly can't break the concentration that I've finally acquired from somebody, the attention that I finally have from them. I can't stop that with breaking the moment and then delivering the rest of the sentence. So true. I love that. And that's really interesting in the in the age of AI and YouTube shorts and TikToks. We do want to get rid of, it seems like a lot of people are wanting to get rid of the silence. And one of the things that I want to do uh, over the next year is to create content that allows itself to breathe. Uh, personally, I'm not into short form content because it, it's just too much. I want to spend time. I want to nurture the content that I consume. And that's why I prefer longer form content as well, like podcasts and, and longer videos and, and detailed blog posts. So I'd love to know what you think about that. Uh, are you afraid of the silence? Are you going to embrace the silence? Scary thought, but I love that from David Lawrence. That is awesome. Well, let's go to Katie, Katie Fox from Ecamm. Uh, we were talking about interview mode, which is a, a part of Ecamm, which allows you to bring in guests, remote guests. A lot of tools have the this facility now, like StreamYard and Restream, the ability to bring in guests. And if you've used Zoom, which most people have, you're used to that kind of feature. But when you're doing a live video, from a technical point of view, what happens if your guest 
is maybe they've set up, they, you've done a test with them, everything seems great, and then they turn up for on the day and they're using something completely different. It might be a phone that they're using and it's just really bad quality. What do you do about that? Well, it was what Katie said. The one thing I will say is that make sure, this is really important, make sure your guest is going to use the same equipment, same setup <laughs> as they're going to use on the day because I've done it, I've done a test run through and they've ended up coming through on their phone or somewhere else and then it makes it completely pointless to do it. So what's your view on that, Katie? Yeah, absolutely. And again, that might be an instance where you would want to build out placeholders. So if you had built up placeholders and you had everything all planned out, you brought your guest on a couple of days or a day in advance and assigned them to a specific guest spot, Ecamm will actually remember that information so that when you bring them back on the day of, you won't have to worry about that added step of assigning them. You'll know exactly how it's going to look. They're all set up and ready to go. So it, again, the only thing you will have to watch for is what Ian just said, <laughs> making sure that they don't come on looking beautiful with their DSLR or mirrorless camera and then appear the day of on a on the sidewalk rolling their phone in their hand. So making sure that they are going to follow through and be in the exact same space is good. You always, I always want to have that 15 or 20 minute buffer before I go live to just chat with who I'm interviewing with, yeah. make sure that they're, everything's looking good. It's also a great time to make them feel a lot more comfortable. Many people, even people have been interviewing for a long time. It's just nice to check in and have them be able to ask questions and go through the flow of the show with them so that they understand exactly what's going to come up and where. Do you have ad spots you're running? Is there music or a video that's going to play at a certain moment? Giving them all of that information in, in a really friendly way a couple of minutes before the show starts is just really calming and a great way to, to approach interviewing yeah. in general. Yeah. So true. So planning is really important. Uh, communication. I have a, a guest checklist that I send to my guests, but don't expect your guests to read it. <laughs> You've got to remind them. Um, and also, I think it depends on the kind of guests that you're going to have on the show. If, you know, hopefully you know the, the guest, uh, you've got some kind of relationship with them and you've you've gone through everything verbally with them. I think that's important. Um, so thanks for that, Katie. That was great. And I'm really looking forward to seeing you, Katie, in October in, in Boston. Uh, another event that's coming up, I forgot to mention, is Atomicon. So that's happening in the UK in Newcastle. I'm going to be going to that. It is on the 12th and 13th of June. It's run by the amazing duo Andrew and Pete. They've got some fantastic speakers I've just seen that Molly Mahoney, my good friend Molly Mahoney, is going to be speaking there. And I hardly ever see her. She is based in San Diego. So um, I hope she is going to be there because her name's up there. So yeah, let me know if you're going to Atomicon in, in, in June in Newcastle. Uh, that will be awesome. Well, we've got one final little interview from David Lawrence the 17th. And by the way, he's called David Lawrence the 17th. He told me in the interview because when he started acting and he was... Uh, wanted to join is it equity or whatever it is the in america he needed to have a unique name and david lawrence there were already 16 other david lawrence's on imdb so he thought well why do i just call myself david lawrence the 17th and it kind of stuck so that's cool i love that um right so let's talk to david about uh camera setup and david has a lot of uh, experience in tv uh, and so he has brought that um, expertise into the realms of video and live video. Let's hear what he has to say. I think a lot of people are surprised when they realize some of the technical things that actors do to look a certain way on camera. 
and and how easy that is to reproduce with live video. For example, the way I'm sitting in this screen in particular is so that Ian can frame me in the middle of the frame. And when he puts both of us up at the same time, I'm not off camera or to the left or to the right. But usually I will set myself up with the rule of thirds so that I can put things in the upper right-hand corner, little graphics and things like that. And I'm sure you do the same thing. The way I'm sitting right now is not squared to the camera, but with my left shoulder pulled forward, I'm actually rotated a little bit as opposed to being straight on the camera. And this is very similar to how talk show hosts, and Ian has me on the right of the screen, which I would argue with Ian, he should have it reversed because he's the host. And in Western culture, we read from left to, I'm doing my left to your right or my left to my right. And so when you think about talk shows, except for Graham Norton, who completely blows all the rules all the time anyway, which I love him for. But if you look at most talk shows, you'll notice that the host is always on the right-hand side of your screen, looking to the left at the guest. And the reason is we read into people's faces from left to right, and that's a very powerful position to be in. Same thing with my shoulder turned. It's just more comfortable for the eye. And if I hadn't said anything about that, likely you wouldn't even know that's what I was doing. If I was on the other side of the screen, I would likely turn myself like this so that I'd be facing Ian's image. There's all these little things that you learn along the way, but you don't have to know all of them to get started. So just get started, please. So true, get started. If you haven't done it, if you haven't embraced live video or video, get started. Uh, but all these little tips, it's really interesting. You know, I, I've i forgotten that about, you know, I think a lot of the time we're on camera and I, I'm facing straight on. Whereas if I was to angle myself like this, maybe it doesn't matter quite so much if it is just a solo show. But I really, I really love that tip from David. The other really interesting thing is when we have a guest, the, on live video, we tend to have the host on the left and the guest on the right. But he was saying that like talk shows, it tends to be the other way around. And I think that's really interesting. I I feel more comfortable with me being on the left and my guest being on the right because I want the focus to be on my guest. And that kind of feels like that's what I'm doing. If, if I was on the right, it would feel that I'm setting myself up as more important. What do you think about that? Do you think it matters? Um, I'd love to know. Well, we're out of time. It's another one of these very quick uh, videos today. Um, as always, uh, with these bonus editions, I am broadcasting this live, but this is actually pre-recorded. Um, and I'm actually thinking about this show moving forwards when I, after we do episode 200, I'm thinking about changing things a little bit. Shall I keep it completely live or shall I do a hybrid show? Got a few different ideas and I'd love to know what you think about that. Um, yeah, I think that's it for this week. So I will be with you for another bonus episode and I will be telling you a little bit more about episode 200, which is going to be happening in May um, later this month, because that is going to be the fourth anniversary. I've just got to just doing a few finishing touches on um, some ideas, but I will see you next time. And until next time, I encourage you to level help. I, I Let's start again. I encourage you to level up your impact, authority and profits through the power of confident live video. See you soon. Bye.
Thanks for watching the Confident Live Marketing Show with Ian Anderson Gray. Make sure you subscribe at iag.me forward slash podcast so you can continue to level up your impact, authority and profits through the power of live video. And until next time, to the loo. Oh, 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 o